0: And welcome back to Regno's Hoops. And this is the second installment of the What's Next series. I'm here joined today by my guy Tyson, owner of Handle Hoops. Um, And he's a Warriors fan, so I wanted to start out with the two teams that were the last two remaining. And I started with my Celtics, and now we're going to be talking about the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. First of all, first off, Tyson, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. I'm excited to have you on the channel. Um, This is definitely a long time overdue i um, yeah. definitely one of the biggest supporters that I've had, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join. And let's go ahead and just get started with, first off, talk about your NBA page, Handle Hoops. Talk about what you do and where people can find you on social media.
1: Okay, so I have this NBA page on social media, uh, Handle Hoops, as uh, Tyreek was talking about. Uh, I have an Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, it's all the same uh, name, Handle Hoops. I just kinda of post NBA news and highlights things that happen around the league. And I also have a TikTok page where I post like throwback highlights and stuff. So uh, go
0: check it out. Yeah, I was hoping you mentioned the TikTok because your TikTok be doing some good numbers. I'll be I'll be peeping on, man. i will be peeping. Yeah. For sure. So man, I'm gonna leave everything in the description. So make sure you go ahead and check out all of his accounts. He's doing some great things. Uh, he's only going just going into college. He's been doing this for a couple of years now. So he's been doing some big things for a while. Mm-hmm. So definitely sh- check him out. And let's go ahead and get into the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, it's a great ending to y'all season, NBA champions. <laughs> um, what was, because the last couple years for the Golden State Warriors have been kind of down, what was your reaction to just finally getting back to the top and winning the fourth championship in the last eight years for your franchise? Mm.
1: Uh, obviously, it's a great feeling when your team wins a championship, but <clears throat> I think out of the four championships during this dynastic run, I think this one's definitely the sweetest because like you just said, the last few years have been kind of down with, you know, Clay missing the last two years and then Steph breaking his hand, KD leaving and, you know, and then we all thought last year that they were going to be aggressive and uh, trade those two lottery picks and go after another star to try and compete. Now. So it's just been kind of interesting. I think at the start of the season, if you would have told me that that team was going to go on and win a championship, I don't know if I would have believed you. honestly.
0: Yeah, that, that was my biggest thing with the Warriors all year. They just did. This didn't seem like a Warriors championship team, which is why I kind of agree with you. It was kind of the most impressive ring, I, I would say, because, you know, you look at just the way they got there. I mean, Steph missed time this year. Clay was coming back. Draymond missed a lot of time this season as well. And just the way that they were able to win with like guys like Andrew Wiggins stepping up, Kavon Looney stepping up, it makes it that much more impressive. And then Steph finally got that finals MVP, which he definitely earned it this time. You know, you can argue he definitely probably deserved 2015, but yeah. th- this year there was no question. Like he was the best player on the floor in pretty much every game in that series. So definitely very impressive by the Warriors. Um, I'm kind of interested because you you seem like you're one of the more confident Warriors fans I know Um, what <laughs> what made it like the feeling that you guys this might have not been a championship season for you was it just the lack of moves in the offseason was it maybe the doubt of Clay coming back and being himself or Wiseman not coming back at all what was the reason why you didn't think that this was a championship season
1: Uh, It's a little bit of everything, you know, Clay missing two years. There's a lot of, a lot of questions on how he was going to be. And coming back from two career altering injuries back to back with that ACL and Achilles, it's like, you know, I mean, we saw DeMarcus Cousins, like when he had that Achilles injury and how much it really affected him when he came to Golden State that first year, you know, he didn't really look like himself at all. So with, uh, I wasn't sure with how Clay was going to come back. Like, was it going to be Clay Thompson of old, which we saw at times, but you know, at other times he would look really bad and he would have those bad games. I mean, in Game Six of the Finals, like he didn't shoot the ball well at all. But it happens. Everybody had the bad game every once in a while.
0: Definitely. Um, before we transition towards the off-season talk, what? were you expecting andrew wiggins to be as good as he was in the playoff run and especially especially the nba finals because he was probably the second best player on the floor at all times it seemed (laughs) when the trade happened two
1: years ago i wasn't a big fan of the trade at all Mm. Mm. because at that time it was like andrew wiggins i mean he's not a buzz but like for being the number one pick he hadn't lived up to those expectations that people have for him and it's kind of more surprising than anything that he kind of took the leap he did and becoming the player he is now especially defensively because back in minnesota he was not defending at this level at all and the fact that he's become a two-way player it's it's been special to see i'm very proud of his growth as a player you know and I'm excited to see what he does next season, too, with coming off of that, you know, great finals performance. I mean, I did not expect him to defend Jason Tatum as well as he did in the finals like that.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think the thing with Wiggins is like I think he's found his perfect situation. Like this is his ideal role as an NBA player, being like a second, third type option guy who. He's kind of like the dirty work dude. Like He's going to get on the board. He's going to defend like crazy. And then you can like put the ball in his hands at times when Steph's not on the floor, and he can go get a bucket for you. So this is like his perfect role. Minnesota tried to turn him into something that eventually he, we just saw he's not going to be that guy. He's not going to be a 25, 26-point per game scorer. This is his ideal role. So I hope y'all extend him. Um, I hope y'all give him the extension. Probably won't be for the same amount of money he's making right now, but he definitely deserves that extension for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I wonder... I think – I wonder who's going to get the bigger bag between him and Poole.
0: It's going to be interesting to see. If you was in a front office, would you give – first off, who would you prioritize and who would you give the most money to, Poole or Wiggins?
1: I would say Wiggins. Right now, Wiggins, um, he provides a little bit more than Poole does from an all-around standpoint. Obviously, Poole is a lot younger, so long-term after, like, Steph and Clay get older and stuff. Jordan Poole hopefully will be able to grow into being that type of player but right now I would say Andrew Wiggins is the more important priority
0: and both are heading into the last years of their deals correct and Poole would be yeah they're both headed into the last
1: year of their current deals.
0: and Poole would be a restricted free agent next summer yeah yeah some team will probably be desperate and throw him like 30 million a year trying to pry him (laughs) away (laughs) That's the season in review. So let's move on to the offseason. Um, I would normally start with the draft, but I want to move on to free agency first because okay. I, I feel like Warriors fans probably have mixed feelings because you guys lost a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, guys that were pretty integral. So what which loss do you think might be the hardest to replace? Because the Warriors, they tend to always find a way to replace dudes. But which one of these losses do you think will be most difficult for Golden State to replace this season? I mean, uh, it's GP, too.
1: I mean, his defense, he was arguably our second, third best defender. I mean, his defense is going to be hard to replace, especially at the guard position because, I mean, Steph is improved as a defender now. I mean, and uh, Jordan Poole is not a great defender at all. So, hopefully, hopefully we can find somebody. I've been seeing, like, Warriors fans are, like, kind of praying for the Jazz to buy out Pat Bev. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of hitting an all-time low, but we kinda of mm-hmm. talked about that the other day with mm-hmm. Pat Bev and Draymond being on the same team and be interesting and kinda of funny to see.
0: <laughs> a lot of technicals. A lot of technicals. Probably, probably, a lot of fights too. <laughs> probably would break the record for most techs in one season. <laughs> yeah. I was I was impressed to see Gary Payne um not only get that money, but I didn't expect him to leave Golden State. Happy he got his bag, but I just thought this was such a perfect situation for him. But maybe, mm-hmm. his, maybe he can, you know, find a different role in Portland and even expand his game a little more. Um, but I thought the Dante DiVincenzo pickup might be like a lot, like a light replacement to that. I, he's not going to provide the same things that Gary Payton does. But defensively, you know, he's active and he could probably provide a little bit of what Gary Payton does, but just not to the same caliber. But for a lot less money, though, I think it was like a two year, nine million dollar contract. Like, yeah, something did. like that very team-friendly dealing the Warriors just they just find a way to always like maximize guys values like we might be looking at that contract like like damn they gave Dante that much money and he's outperforming that deal by a mile like that's just how Golden State kind of works at times so I yeah. think that was a good pickup to kind of supplement the loss of Gary Payne. but what he provided though you just can't I mean he was a six-four, like power forward center at times yeah <laughs> playing the role playing the dunker spot And then Mm -hmm. he was even starting to hit like corner three pointers like at a pretty decent clip. So Mm -hmm. definitely. And he was
1: aggressive on and he was aggressive on the class too at times.
0: Exactly, man. I mean, I thought it was crazy. I saw a post earlier today. He was in summer league just a year ago. Like he was playing summer league basketball Mm -hmm. and now he's making basically 30 million dollars. So shout out to GP, man. But yeah, he deserves that bag. Some other losses. I think the Otto porter loss was kind of a little underrated, but I think I think he can be replaced, man. Do you think either Jonathan Kamingo or Moses Moody can really step into the light and replace some of the minutes that Gary Payne left on the table and also Otto Porter?
1: Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a mixture between both of them. Also, Iggy, we don't know if he's retiring or not. So it's going to be, I need those two to hopefully have make not make a leap in year two. I liked what I saw from both of them in their rookie years. Uh, Moses Moody in the math series when he came in, he was providing some really good defense and just kind of doing all the dirty work, you know, kind of doing his way, kind of getting out of the way of like Steph and other guys and just doing his own thing, which I like. He played like somebody who wasn't a rookie.
0: (laughs) No, definitely. I was impressed with both of those guys. Whenever they were able to get minutes, it seemed like they were ready to produce, Mm -hmm. which I think like, like somebody like Jonathan Kaminga could easily be in first team on rookie if he just got the minutes. He, yeah. was so good. he was so good when he was playing. And he was somebody that had a lot of, like, question marks going into the draft. But mm-hmm. somebody, he seems like he has a bright future. I think he could break out this year. I think Moses Moody could really, like, be a solid rotational piece just because of his jump shooting ability. I think mm-hmm. his defensive versatility and his potential defensively. Like, he could be, like, you know, uh, the, the hair to the fl- to the throne of Clay Thompson. Like, he could be that good, I think. So, Yeah, it's like the Warriors, like, what y'all always do such a good job of is – keeping, like, your core guys intact and then always finding ways to replace, like, the secondary pieces, like the Gary Paytons, like in the past, y'all replace you know, guys like Festus Azealy and, you know, Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have always just found a way to, you know, next man up type mentality. And that's why I was also impressed with the NBA draft. How you guys got, like, a lottery talent with the 28th pick. And mm-hmm. then also got a guy from Toledo, Ryan Rollins, who I think is going to be, like, maybe a steal. Like, I think he has a lot of really good NBA potential. Um, do you just want to talk quickly on you guys' NBA draft and just Just how how y'all always seem to get richer in the NBA draft. Like, how do y'all keep doing that, man?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think you just got to give the kudos to the scouting department in there. And also uh, Bob Myers. Um, You know, I feel like he gets a lot of crap from not just Warriors fans, but like NBA fans in general. He doesn't get enough credit for what he's done over the last three years to rebuild this team and get it back to – Contention after uh, KD leaving and all the injuries and stuff, but I like the Baldwin pick a lot. I think his biggest question is obviously his health because I think he's dealing with like that—it's either an ankle or an injury or something. So I'll, hopefully he can play in the summer league because I want to see what he can do. I also did like the Rollins pick. I seen—I haven't seen much of his highlights, but what from what from I have seen is that he can shoot the ball really well, which I really like
0: yeah Rollins is a bucket getter for sure I think the Baldwin pick like a lot of upside in that and to get him at the Mm -hmm. 28th pick was like pretty big like that's a pretty big steal and yeah Bob Myers is just he's been doing just a great job over the last decade just making the right moves the right signings the right trades Mm -hmm. like he's done such a great job with this team and that's why you know you guys will have a chance going into next season to repeat and be champs again so moving into next season um It seems like the rosters are like, it seems like teams are pretty much set right now. There might be some more moves. Like obviously Kevin Durant could be on the move. Um, Kyrie Irving could still potentially be on the move, but moving forward to next season, what teams in the Western Conference or just the NBA in general, do you see as a threat to where the Warriors might not be able to repeat as champs? I'll
1: start with the West. Uh, In the West, I would say Denver with them getting Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. back. They're definitely going to be very dangerous. And I also liked um, the Bruce Brown signing for them, too. I think that's a great yes, pickup. Yes. And then, obviously, the Clippers getting Kawhi back. and We all know how g- great Kawhi is. And that Clipper team, I think they overachieved this season with how much, uh, not just Kawhi, because he missed the whole season, but Paul George missed a ton of time there, too. And for them to still almost make a playoff push was very impressive. You got to give Ty Lue his flowers as a coach. But, um Besides them, <clears throat> I don't know. It depends. I'm kind of hesitant with the Lakers because it's like I don't know if they're gonna get Kyrie or not. But if they don't get Kyrie with that same team, I don't think they're really much of a threat. But if they get Kyrie, then yeah, I definitely would put them up there. Um, <clears throat> I think the Timberwolves. Obviously, the Go Bear trade is interesting. The pairing with Cat uh, and um, Gobert, and then they still have Anthony Edwards. I think the Timberwolves are team going to probably be underrated. I think they're going to be a little bit better than what people thought. Um, obviously, I didn't like the trade at first, and I kind of talked to you about it. But now that I'm like kind of getting to thinking about it, I'm I'm interested to see how that new front court works with Gobert anchoring the defense, and then Cat knowing how good he is offensively. It's going to be fun to watch, and. I, I can't believe I forgot the Grizzlies. The, the, the Grizzlies, yeah, uh, they, they're another team that's a threat. Uh, they, they're going to be around for a long time. I can't stand how much they talk, but they're a fun team to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, Draymond said they're they're a little threat, a little threat to y'all. Little I think he threat. Mentioned- yeah, I think he mentioned the Clippers, and I think he mentioned Dallas, too, being, like, the biggest threat. Oh, to the yeah, I
1: forgot. Yeah. Dallas. The West is just so loaded, and then the Pelicans, too. They they might be a little dangerous. with Zion coming back?
0: Definitely. Yeah. They're going to be fine. Who knows, man? The West is going to be interesting. I'm definitely, I think the whole league mm-hmm. in general, like, there's only probably a few teams that, like, are expected to not be good next year, like, probably the Thunder, the Spurs. Um, people probably aren't expecting, like, the Magic and the the pacers and the pistons to be good, but I think the Pistons can be kind of competitive next season. I don't think that's too crazy to say. I I think I I think they can be a playing team next year if they can
1: can stay healthy. I I could see them at least being a playing team.
0: I'm on record of saying that I think they could fight for a 10 seed next year. Yeah. For sure. Did you uh
1: sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. But um Did you see the video of the Kings fans the other day after the summer league game saying, we're going to get 40 wins next year? I thought that totally agree.
0: <laughs> hey, this, this is off topic. I think the Kings did a really yeah. good job this offseason. I, I really do. I think the Kings actually had a good offseason. They could probably contend for a playing spot, I think. Yeah, if they can stay healthy, hopefully. They should. Um, last question I have. Um, would you take Kevin Durant back as a Warriors fan?
1: I've seen the reports, and I'm kind of like torn about it because it's like... You know, obviously it's Kevin Durant, but you know, in 2019, when he was here, we had no bench. So, like, when he got hurt, we were playing guys like Alfonso McKinney and uh, Jonas Drobrek, however you say his last name, Co. I don't, and yeah. we really didn't have much depth at all. And now it's like over the three years, we retooled that bench and had that depth like we did pre K D. So it's like I don't know. I really don't know. I, I me personally I don't I don't think it's worth it long term because after Steph, Clay, Dre and then K D all retired, they're all like in their mid thirties. So in like five years from now we'd be right next to where we were two years ago being at the bottom of the NBA. I just don't think it'd be worth it worth it long term but like at the same time it's like it's Kevin Durant and when he was on the Warriors there was no team that was stopping that so I don't know I don't I don't think it's gonna happen but I am interested to see where he does end up
0: at this point it's I think they're asking prices so high right now because they're trying to like not get fleeced in a sense like obviously you're not Mm -hmm. gonna get two all-stars in return for Kevin Durant Right. But they'll probably lessen their, their want back a little more and probably get, like, an all-star caliber dude and a bunch of draft picks, which I don't know. There's just not that many teams that can offer what they want right now. So it's it's interesting. Um, I would be interested to see if he went back to the Warriors. I think that would be kind of – I don't think he should have left in the first place. That's my opinion. Um, I don't – obviously, a, I mean, it's a little biased <laughs> for me, but <laughs> – But no, I don't think like obviously for like his perception, maybe that's why he wanted to leave. But from a basketball standpoint, he should have just stayed and racked up his chips personally. That's how Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. But that's biased. I feel like I don't think it's I don't think it's biased. I think anybody that knows good basketball knows he probably should have stayed there. Like That was the best fit for him. But I don't know. It's interesting. There's still some dominoes to fall, but the Warriors seem like they're ready to make another run at another championship next season. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that i tyson i appreciate you for joining the channel um once again be sure to um check out his instagram his facebook his twitter and his tiktok it's all gonna be in the description and tyson you got anything else you want to add before we wrap up i just want
1: to say i appreciate you for having me on you know this is definitely a long time in the making and i definitely would love to come on again
0: thank you for sure brody i appreciate you and make sure you guys leave a like subscribe if you are new and i'll catch y'all next time with probably the next installment of the what's next series. We out. Peace.